back in aftermath monday edition of the nuggets blitz podcast i'm just kidding it's the broncos blitz podcast still um for the time being uh denver broncos with a tough loss man i am danny danny williams along with danny bailey we're the double d's uh we're live from mile high sports studio uh the broncos blitz podcast presented by maverick sports the maverick sports app go check those guys out um we really like those guys a lot and total beverage as well totalbev.com partners in this pod as well um shout out to platte river mortgage as well just mentioned all those guys we'll talk about those guys a little bit later but those guys will help us do this thing here um every single day monday through friday and you know like Again, like last season, we did the Broncos Buzz podcast. There was just times in the season where it was just kind of, you know, you do the radio show and you come and do the podcast. And you're just like, oh, okay, let's go do this thing. And while, you know, this isn't real work, like other people do real jobs and real work, we're lucky to be able to do stuff like this. Um, but doesn't really, you know, make it easy when the Broncos stink. So... You know, yesterday afternoon, another tough loss for the Broncos in a game that's winnable. Um, where do you go from here? Two and five. Um, you know, three and four puts you in the mix. Two and five is a giant, you know, you're in a giant hole, kind of drowning, uh, desperate to find your way back to 500. Uh, it's not easy to do. And the Broncos season, in terms of their playoff hopes, is probably over. It's probably over. Oh, yeah, well, the Dolphins lost their first seven, the one the last seven. Okay, cool. I'm not, you know. Um, that team was better coached. Well, I just, you know, that team had some things going for it, a young quarterback, and they're just trending in an upwards direction. The Broncos are trending in a downwards direction. No answers, and it kind of feels like no hope now. So the game itself yesterday, oh, well, there was a pass interference call. should have been on Cortland Sutton. Oh, well, you know, if McManus – you know, doesn't miss that extra point. It, you know, took the wind out of their sails. And oh. he missed a field goal later. They, it would have been them down three. They could have kicked a field goal to tie instead of going for it on I fourth you. down late. And I know that's sports, and that's what we do, yeah. is talk about those five or six kind of moments in a game where the Broncos found the way to lose the game. But when you ha when you only score nine points in a game, you have no business winning the game anyways. Correct. So it's like I roll my eyes at the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, and the excuses, and the why me's, because if you, don't, if you can't score 20 points in an NFL football game, you're probably going to lose, and you probably should lose. Because 20 points, when you have 13 or 14 possessions to go out there and try to get down the field in the end zone once or twice, and if, you know, a few field goals mix in some defensive help in a short field. Well, those are opportunities, man. That's all opportunities that, you know, man, like, um, you know, freaking Panthers found a way to score 21 points yesterday and beat, beat Tampa Bay. You know, they're, okay, Tampa Bay stinks too. Green Bay stinks too. If we're going to, like, you know, um, uh, what what is um, Irv used to say, well, your house burns down, and does that make my house better? You know, it's like an old kind of, you know, saying. Yeah. So, you know, talking about other people's and other teams, um, you know, all the crap that they have going on might kind of make us feel better for a moment or two, but it's not helping us and it's not helping the Broncos in any way, shape, or form. Gets me thinking, though, Danny, I want you to kind of reply to this here. So, um, everyone wants Nathaniel Hackett to be fired. There's some guys who are like, professional media guys with respect and common sense and all that kind of stuff in this town who are talking and acting as though he's going to be fired this week or next week, the week after you're almost to the halfway point of the season. The end, you know, the season come, we wait for it forever. Uh, we got to wait the whole week for another game yet. The season comes and goes so quick. So it's like, um, half the season's already over. 
They're going to give this guy till the rest of the season. And on the plane ride back to, um, on the plane ride back to, are they here the last game of the season? That night after the last regular season game, after the Broncos finish eight and nine, Chargers at Broncos, last eight and game nine or seven and ten or whatever it is, he'll be fired and they will move on. And the reality is, and here's what stinks, but I'll give you some positive. Here's all the coaches hired, okay, this season. Oh. Mike McDaniel, okay, um, found a way to win ugly last night. Dayball. Hasn't had, well, they've been close games and not necessarily ugly every time, but he's looking like a phenomenal coach. They've got great Kevin O. Great coaching, right? O'Connell. O'Connell. What did I say, O'Connor? O'Connor. I said, uh, so Kevin O'Connell. Doug Peterson. Mm -hmm. I almost said Scott Peterson. He's the murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And let's see, was there one more? Here's the, we got the, I've said this before. You've heard me say this if you listen to the podcast. We got the wrong guy. Hackett was the lowest guy in the totem pole. Hackett was brought here to try to lure Aaron Rodgers along with him. And we just got the leastest, most qualified guy of all the guys. And we, you know, we've been had. Doesn't make him a bad guy. You know, you kind of want to vilify a guy like Hackett. Um, And Fangio made it easy because he was such a jerk. But, you know, Hackett's not a bad guy. He's just a bad coach. But well, he's a bad head coach. Yeah, he's a bad head coach. Yeah, I think that he, he was can in still, over his head. He can still be a good coach in another capacity in another yeah, role. He's I, just not a head coach, I and maybe he will be, but he's Here, not right now. Here's the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, Dayball took over, and O'Connell. Did I say it right? Or did I say it wrong again. You said it right. Took over who the Broncos loved. Not Dayball. Didn't get an interview. Um, O'Connor. O'Connell. <laughs> I don't know why I'm having a hard time with that. Um, Broncos, O'Connell was a finalist here. Yeah. He was um, the front runner after Dan Quinn, who it looked like it's going to be Dan Quinn, who had relationships, you know, with um, George Payton. It looked like it was going to be him. And then Kevin O'Connell um, swept the Broncos off their feet. Um, the Vikings showed interest, I think kind of swooped in, got their deal done, and then the Broncos found their way to maybe got hot on, and Aaron Rodgers might have blew smoke up their ass, asses again at that point, and then said, okay, well, let's get Nathaniel Hackett, who they talked into. Well, he's a good coach either way, but also he might just get us Aaron Rodgers as well. Okay, so that's their thought. Yeah. So one thing that Dayball and Kevin O'Connell did to make Broncos country feel better about their lives, um, even though they're going to have to wait till the end of the season for this to go down when we get a new coach and they fire this guy, is Kevin O'Connell and Brian Dayball and even Mike McDaniel for a little bit took over essentially Danny Bailey, the same teams that have been losers in previous Giants. It was the same Daniel Jones and the same um, Saquon who people thought were a huge bust that he's taken over. Now it's the hottest team and one of the best stories in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, like almost the same players. There's been some different players. You can tell me, oh, well, the offensive line's different. Oh, this has been different. That's been different. But you're, you know, at the core of your players, it's the same players. Yeah. The Vikings were a seven-win team and an eight-win team the last couple of few years. Now they're you know one of the two or three best teams in the NFC. Um, putting it all together, look complete, and that's because Kevin O'Connell has come in here and given the breath of fresh air. 
Brian Flores had those guys playing pretty hard last year, and they were okay. He went to the playoffs a couple years ago. But look what Mike McDaniel has come in here and done with those guys. First drive of the game, go down March, win a big game, coming off of all the, you know, the um, in, you know, the terrifying injury from two, all that kind of stuff. He's a big winner yesterday. Mike McDaniel's done a great job. Yeah, 4-0 so I, in games that Tua finishes. So two things. For one, a guy can come in, over in here and overnight with the same pieces do much better and be much more productive than what Nathaniel Hackett's done so that's the realization i had a couple few weeks ago for one when we're losing these close games someone else would be finding a way to win these games okay two um how many good coaches just found jobs this last offseason every nfl season there's about seven new openings six seven to eight new openings okay just like this last offseason um there's gonna be a couple guys who can do the job it's not just one guy out there. We have to go find this guy. Sir Ty and Lowe. No, there's multiple guys who could have success in the league and with this team. You have to go find who that guy is. And it's, again, I'm like, we're firing already. It's like, you know, I'm saying some of the stuff that I'm talking shit about some of these other guys who are, you know, burying Hackett right now. But the reality is you've got to go with Hackett until the end of the year. The coaching search starts right now. Okay. Yeah. And you go through the the, you know, the rest of the highs and the lows of this season. You're people are gonna say, "Well, why don't you just hire him now if you already know you're gonna fire or fire him now if you know if you're already gonna, know you're gonna fire him?" Well, again, like you know what you gain from that. Correct. You know what I mean? Other than like turning everything upside down, giving everybody new responsibilities when they're having you know enough of a hard time with their old responsibilities. Well, get Gary Kubiak in here for the rest of the season. <laughs> that's like a you know that's like a a movie where Gene Hackman's the coach, yeah. you know, it's like, it, it's just, that's not reality. And even if you think, you know, why wouldn't you fire the guy right now? It just doesn't work like that. We're going to have to wait, but this coaching search starts right, right now. And it's going to be a matter of time before the Walton Penner group speaks out and kind of says, this is unacceptable for us. This is not going to happen. What you can do is fire um, Justin Outen. Because that shows you that um, this is unacceptable. Someone's got to go down for the way this is gone. And um, you can't fire the players. Okay? So I don't know what they do at Walmarts and all that kind of stuff. But say there's some, like, bad mojo, the camaraderie, you're divided. Some don't love the store manager. Some do. Some don't. You got, you know, 15 or 60 employees in the store. Well, you can't fire half the employees who don't like the co the manager. You have to fire the manager and hope another guy's going to come in here and bring kind of everyone together. So I think that's how they run Walmart. I'm not really sure, but um, <laughs> so that's just just my thought on it. So um, quit complaining about Nathaniel Hackett. We know he sucked. He's done nothing to dispel that. Um, he was pissed at the podium yesterday, I guess, kind of ish, whatever. Well, yeah, it's frustrating. It is frustrating like he said to be up there week after week He's saying the same thing. He's feeling the heat at a, a, a very intense, insane level. Zach Stevens said they've been sleeping at the facility for three straight weeks. Um, at the beginning, he was the guy who said he wants his coaches to go home and have dinner with their family, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. When the going gets tough, the tough gets going. And they didn't find a way to win a game that was winnable yesterday. Winnable games, when you lose them, is a direct reflection on the coach because in the end, the players who don't call the plays and are just the worker bees put you in position to win the game. They put you in the, the defense, put you in position to be able to find a way to win that game. You didn't. They didn't win that game. That's it. I don't really know any other way to put it. 
Yeah. It was a f- big failure, an epic fail by uh, by the Nuggets. I'm sorry, by the Nuggets. Uh, big wins by the Nuggets over the weekend. By the Broncos. And um, it just, you know, like, the, we're lo- losers in every way, shape, and form. On the scoreboard, um, to the Jets, a team that, you know, god damn, in terms of stature, it's like you're losing to the Jets in kind of that fashion. You you know, nine points. That's what they scored. That's who they are. They average um they averaged fourteen. Now with this nine, they probably average about thirteen. Um you can't run from it. That's the ugly reality. We're solutions oriented. Um and we're gonna try to find a way to move forward. Not necessarily be positive. The only positive, you know, aspect of this thing is you know that the Broncos will willing to do whatever it takes to win. And that means bringing Flacco to Keenum, to Locke, to Paxton, to all these guys, to now Russell Wilson. And while you're stuck with Russell Wilson for another year or two, at least, um, someone else could do more with this group. Somebody else could do more with this Correct. group. I believe that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're out there. And maybe it's the coordinator. Um, uh, maybe it's Eric Bieniemy, who everyone hates. <laughs> maybe it's somebody else from that staff. Maybe it's somebody else from. Um, I think it's somebody from Buffalo. I was just gonna say that. Um, I like Leslie maybe Frazier. Maybe from like Ken Kyle Dorsey. Shanahan's squad. Sure. Um, McDaniel and all those guys. I mean, sure. Who's the next? Who else is off that tree? Yeah. You know, I didn't give me one of those guys. Um, maybe need some kind of older dude to bring respect back into the room. Gary Kubiak, I'd really entertain the uh, the notion of that because I think Russell Wilson could do things that Gary Kubiak uh, would. Um, yeah, but does Gary want to do that? I don't know. Like, I don't know. No, if he I mean, would... does, why does Urban Meyer keep taking job after job? Why did he go to Minnesota after Denver? Why because was, I think. Why was he considering coming back and working f- under Fangio? Sure. Well, I think Urban Meyer is a crazy person. And I think Gary Kubiak is not. Crazy horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, you know, Urban Meyer's got his fingers in a lot of pies. Um, he uh, He's doing the TV thing. He obviously is going to be at the top of a lot of head coaching searches for college. He's not going to get another shot in the NFL, I don't think. I, I would love to have Gary Kubiak back. I would love to have... Mike Shanahan come out of retirement to try to turn things around. Yeah, those seem like crazy that's, kind of pipe dreams. Yeah, those are pipe dreams. That's I think Gary Kubiak is in that same vein of pipe dreams. I think you go out, you get a current coordinator, um, maybe a guy who is an assistant head coach with the team he's on right now, maybe a guy who you were looking at last year who has the top defense in the league this year, uh, and I mean Dan Quinn. Uh, he's a, a guy with a little more experience who is probably going to bring some of that respect back into the locker room. But yeah, you're 100% right, Danny. There's no reason to fire Hackett now. I get that people are mad. They want to see a change. Okay, if there has to be a sacrificial lamb, it's Justin Outen. There's just no gain and from it. You it's don't gain anything. More yeah. of, um, you don't gain anything. More. If there was a time that it would happen, it would be after the London game. You have the bye week after that. And you would have a little bit of time, but there's no reason to force yeah. anything when you can have a whole offseason well, you know, to Sean get things Payton's up to want, speed. Sean Payton to coach again is going to want the Gruden 10 years and $100 yeah, million type of stuff. Do the Broncos and, even have what it takes to get Sean Payton? You have to trade for him. 
Um, the Saints own him. Own his is rights. Is that true? Yeah, I believe so. Well, you know, they take a seventh or sixth or fifth round pick for the guy. I mean, I don't know if they you, would. Well, I mean, they have no choice. You know, do the right <laughs> thing. You know, do the right thing by the coach. True, who get gave something you or get nothing. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You yeah. know, it's like you know why would it's why I'd rather take some money than no money. But I think right? other teams might offer more for Sean Payton than the Broncos are able. Um. Yeah, but it's this. Who, who's got a better? Who's down what's right more, now? Who's yeah, got a better more situation? Who's got more going well. Let's talk about that yeah. right now. Then we'll wrap this thing up. Okay. Who else is down? Who is going to be looking for a new? Like the Green Bay's down, but they're not looking for a new coach. Tampa no, Bay's Green down, Bay's but it's not because in. of Todd Bowles. It's because they're Tom Brady's. You know, too old to kind of play now. It's got some personal sure. stuff going. Uh, I'm trying to think of teams who had expectations. Is who uh, flat. is Vegas? Gonna gonna maybe go no. one and done with McDaniel's. No, no? Too, they're too committed. There's okay. been some highs, even though there's sure, been sure. some lows. Uh, it's probably the clock is probably ticking in Detroit for Dan Campbell. Yeah, that's one. Um, but that's not that attractive. It's not not like of Denver. a spot. Not like Denver, uh, unless you're considering the number one pick to be really attractive. Well, so again, you, Sean Payton. Here's you make your own offense around the new guy. It's because Russell came here. Envisioning himself as having a twilight or the second half of his career like Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. He wants to drop back and just sling it, be a pocket passer, be recognized as one of the you know best pocket passers and just pure straight-up throwers of the ball in the league. Okay, right? Yep. So before Drew Brees got to New Orleans and worked with Sean Payton, he was like a 24, 26, 27 touchdown a season guy. Okay, with the Chargers. Yeah. You know, Kirk Cousin-esque. Sure. Went to New Orleans, um, got with Sean Payton, became a 35-40 touchdown guy over and over and over again. Took his whole brand and ability to the next level Sean Payton did. Um, and, you know, Breeze, as he matured and got better, all that kind of stuff, and the tools around him, you know, um, elevated his game. But that's who and what Russell envisions himself being and looking like and doing. So if Sean Payton thinks he can get the same stuff out of Russell Wilson as he did Drew Brees, then, you know, it'll be on him to believe that because he makes a lot of money. He's made a lot of money. It's not going to be about money. It's going to be about coming in here and trying to win again and going and winning another Super Bowl as a coach somewhere else and becoming one of the greatest NFL coaches in NFL history. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app. Go check those guys out. Uh, big matching bonuses. Um, if you're new to sign up, play off those bonuses and win a lot of money and cash out. Haha, in your face, Maverick. Sorry, I didn't mean that. I really like you guys a lot, but we do want people to win. Um, and I hit those parlays on Maverick. I'm a parlay builder. It feels super good to cash out. Very easy to deposit. I don't really like depositing a lot, but when I do, it's easy. I, I you know prefer to withdraw. Um, we really appreciate those guys, um, and I know you'll like them. Go see the website, and then go download the app and give those guys an opportunity, um, as well as Total Beverage, TotalBeverage.com. Um, two gigantic stores, do everything, got everything, the events, the promotions, the great deals, uh, the recipes online, TotalBev.com. They'll deliver to you, um, curbside pickup, all that kind of stuff, whatever it is you want, they got it, and you're going to save a lot of money there if you're a guy who goes in there and spends some money on alcohol once a week or once a month or you're buying some stuff for a party, all that kind of stuff. Um, Platte River Mortgage Sean Sadita Those guys man uh, Bought my house bought, My brother bought his house uh, With Sean Sadita One of our bosses here did um, Three or four other guys Here at Mile High Sports Alone 
um, have worked with Platte River Mortgage. Sean said he did, um, you know, 20 years in the game at Class Tech. Zero pressure. Total, like, not not a mortgage guy. Who Mortgage guys are usually like car salesman guys. Tons of pressure, all that kind of stuff. You'll, you will instantly feel it and see what this guy's about. Doesn't want anything from you other to have a conversation. Doesn't want to run your credit. Doesn't want you to sign up for stuff. Doesn't need this much to talk to you. You'll see it. Platte River Mortgage and Sean said, I highly, super duper recommend you go talk to those guys. Danny Bailey, what's your Twitter? I'm at dbailey5280. And you are? I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter as well. Thanks let's, for... Uh, before we finish it up, okay. let's end it on a high note. Okay. You want to give out a game ball to somebody on the Broncos from yesterday? It, it sucked, but there were some positives. I do, actually. And then I wanted to do one other thing. Okay. You said, um, what player could the Broncos use from the Nuggets roster? Oh, yeah. And then, okay, for one, that's easy. It's Jokic. <laughs> yeah. We need a distributor of the ball, a guy who can get everyone going and bring sure. the best out and play. He can see over the offensive line <laughs> easily. That's, a, that's an easy one. <laughs> and then Aaron Gordon might actually be able to play like real tight sure. end or something like that, too. Yeah. Um, and then your other question was what? Game, uh, ball? game ball. Yeah. Um, game ball. My Nug uh, Rockies game, <laughs> my Broncos <laughs> game ball goes to. Damn. You tell me. All right. Um, Who are your candidates? People hate him. People hate him here. Melvin? No. <laughs> the other guy that people hate. Jerry. Yeah. Jerry Judy. He had 96 yards. He had a great game. He took some big hits, kept getting back up, kept making catches, toe taps on the sideline. Jerry Judy yesterday with Brett Rippon was arguably better than he's been all yeah, season. Yeah, Jerry Judy was pretty slick. So how about Russell Wilson throw the ball to open receivers? And maybe we yeah, can Jerry score Judy some touchdowns. not missing Russell Wilson at all. No. Um, uh, I'm going to give it to Jerry Judy. I mean, the defense has been so good Defense has been whole. great. Yeah. I, you know, it's just been like... But Zach Wilson was running after, away another from another after. Another it is, but he's a number two overall pick. Yeah. You know, well, he's supposed to be one of the best quarter... When you're drafted that yeah. high, at any position, you're supposed to be one of the best players in the league at that 100%. position. And even if, you know, again, it's a draft, it's a grab shoot, doesn't, you know, it's supposed to work out. That's that's the value of the guy, and that's what you're supposed to become when you get drafted at that position. So, Zach Wilson's got a lot of skills. We saw it. We saw it yeah. here. I saw it here Very last skilled. year, too. Um, yeah. He's bigger in person than he looks. Then on TV, he does look small. He on TV just looks, but in person, he and he's you know, um, he's you know, looks like a quarterback man. And uh, yeah, it's damn it to say this is crazy, but I might say I wish him had me as that <laughs> Zach Wilson, <laughs> yeah, the wrong Wilson, just because he's um, ascending still. Yeah, no, if Russ, uh, it's like, if Russ had looks played, like and feels like it's in yeah. a decline. I don't know if that's reality. If or Russ true, had played but. yesterday, Zach Wilson would have been the best Wilson on the field, easily. Okay. Um, Who's your nugget? Who will help the Broncos? I'm not really sure. Um, we haven't seen a lot of him on the court this season, but I think Zeke Naji would be an exciting uh, Ooh, there's one. tight end or wide receiver option. Um, um, Maka, uh, Maka, Maka <laughs> Junior Porter. I don't uh, think I don't I think, think MPJ could, well, is. He'd be a good Bronco because all the Broncos are hurt, <laughs> so he can go <laughs> like just be hurt with them, like yeah. you know. So that. But Jokic is the easy answer, obviously. For sure, but um, also he's the best player. Yeah, well. Two-time MVP. Can he, he do it for can he do it in two yards sports? and a couple touchdowns? Shoot, He'd he? find a way. Yeah, I mean, look at that. One might be a little bubble screen that's going to go, but. Yeah, the pass he threw to Bruce Brown all the way down the floor Nuggets at the end great, of that man. Warriors game. I mean, um, 94 feet. Yeah, go Nuggets. Two big wins over the weekend for those guys. Um, thanks for being with us, though. That's been the Broncos Blitz Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with another one. Uh, 
like this thing on Twitter and, you know, give us the retweets and go, um, you know, if you're on one of the spots to listen where it's like a million different spots where you can listen to this podcast, go leave a little, you know, message or a review or all that kind of stuff. We don't ask for that stuff all the time. Like some people do, they kind of beg for that stuff. Like uh, Melissa Etheridge, no, who's the one? Um, not Melissa Etheridge, Sarah McLaughlin. You know that yeah. one? With the dog with one eye and like the little, uh, we're not going to beg you for donations. But we just want you to, you know, find a way to listen to the podcast. Tell your friends about us. Um, I'm Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys. Danny Bailey, really good job. It's always fun doing it with you. Yeah, I know I'm no Bree Maestas, uh, but I tried to bring some of the fire that is usually in here when she's in here with her bright red hair. Uh, Bree locked her keys in the car or something like that. Again, it's like, um, you know, I don't want to say women can't drive or anything like that. Like Cam Newton would. That's a little. It's a little too strong. A little bit too strong. Cam Newton never said that. I don't want to. I don't believe in that kind of stuff. But that's just not helping the whole. You know, it's just. I feel bad for her. And then she said that once she got the door open, she hit her head on the door. Like once they, I don't know if they pulled it open or what they did. She hit her face or her hit her head on the door. So, ouch. Um, you know, now she's black eyed Brie, I guess. Feel um. better, Brie. <laughs> Get well, Brie. Uh, Danny Bailey, good stuff. Appreciate you guys out there for listening to the Broncos Blitz podcast. We love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night, Sierra.